How's it going, everybody? And welcome to the In It, Not Of It podcast. My name is Nick, and if you're listening, thank you so much for joining. Um, this podcast is something that's been on my heart and on my mind for you know a really long time. It's been something that there's been a lot of prayer into, um, a lot of excitement into as well. And I'm super excited to be able to get started and super excited to be able to just see where God leads me and just um, prayerfully see what I can do on this and um, how God's going to be able to use me. Um, so yeah, like I said, and if you haven't told about, been able to tell by the title, um, this is the In It, Not Of It podcast. And, you know, I chose this name for a very specific reason, um, kind of a reasoning that we're going to be getting into today. Um, but the In It, Not Of It podcast, it's a podcast that's going to be attempting to tackle societal issues and different issues that Christians face in their everyday life, issues um, of the world and that the world throws at them. And um, yeah, I mean, in, in scripture where we learn about um, that we're and Jesus even Jesus models in his own life that we are supposed to be in the world that we are living in this world, but we are not to be classified and to be determined of it. And so that's what this podcast is going to be about. How do we how do we manage living in this world but not being classified by the things of this world, right? And today specifically in this episode, we're going to be talking what exactly living in this world means. So later episodes will be tackling different issues, talking about different things, um, possibly some interviews here and there, but today we're going to be specifically focusing on what it means to be in the world, but not of it. And so like I said before, this this topic of being in the world, but not of it is something frequently talked about, not only in New Testament, but throughout the entire scriptures. I mean, in the entire Levitical law and the 614 laws that were laid out um, in the Old Testament, they were to there to separate God's people from the practice of pagans. So all those laws were there to separate God's people from those who were sinning and those who were living in sin at the time. You know, and Romans also talks about not living in this world, not being conformed to this world. Romans 12, 1 and 2 talks about and says, do not be conformed to this world, but be re- renewed, Right? And Jesus tells us more, more than once in John that we are not of this world. And actually in, in 1 John two fifteen to 17, John says, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, and the desires of the eyes, and pride of life is not from the Father, but it's from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. So John tells us not to love the world. He tells us not to be classified by what the world, not to have those desires, not to let the desires of what's in the world overtake us. Right? And in Paul, in Philippians, for another example, Paul tells us in Philippians that our citizenship is in heaven. He tells us that we are citizens of heaven and our true citizenship lies in heaven. So how do we take that? How do we take what John's saying about not letting our desires rule over us or what Paul is saying about our citizenship in heaven? How do we take that? You know, do we do we shave our heads and become monks and, um, you know, just cut everything off to avoid everything and only focus on God? You know, I, I, I think that's obviously not, right? I mean, that's that's pretty absurd. I mean, God's creation and the things that he's created is here for us to enjoy. I believe that the things of this world, for the most part, are here for us to enjoy, 
But in the end scheme of things, in the end goal, they shouldn't take our focus off of God. You know, movies and, and video games and sports and most things you can think of, you know, they aren't sins. You know, it's not a sin to like to play video games. It's not a sin to like to hang out with your friends or to to go out and be a movie buff and all these different types of things. It's not a sin to really enjoy that and to have hobbies. But where it gets dangerous is when we let those things take precedence over our relationship with God. It's when we let those things drive the desires of our life. You know, we must realize that even amongst the things, all this great creation that God has laid out for us, all this stuff that I do believe that is here for us to enjoy, we must realize that we have a greater enemy who is going to be used that to deceive us and to take us off the path that God has for us. You know, Satan is our enemy. Satan is deceptive, and he can use all of these things. He can use movies. He can use video games. He can use any type of media. He can even use our own friends, our significant others. He can use these things to try and take control of us and to deceive us and distract us from what God really calls us to do, which is to remain with our citizenship in heaven and which is to spread the gospel to all nations and to love one another. You know, the greatest commandment that Jesus gave us was to love one another more than anything. But Satan, amongst all this, Satan is going to be taking these these beautiful things, these things that were created by God, and use them to deceive us. Because in the end of things, we must remember, and kind of going on a side note, especially in today's society, I think it's so important for us to remember who our enemy is. You know, our enemy is Satan. Our enemy is the devil. Our enemy is not the person who wronged you. Our enemy is not the person who was mean to you. Our enemy is not the person who talked bad about you behind your back. Or our enemy is not a Republican. Our enemy is not a Democrat. Our enemy is not the, the president. It is not anybody. Our enemy ultimately is Satan. You know, he is the, the great deceiver. He is the, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, as scripture says. And I think far too often, especially nowadays, we can see problems so superficially and we can see things that if, some, if somebody's mean to us, somebody lies about us or goes behind our back, we see them as the problem. But ultimately, we don't realize that Satan could be working in somebody else's life. Satan could be working behind the scenes to deceive us and to discourage us and to throw us off the path that God has given us and wants for us. You know, Satan is going to do whatever he can to throw us off the path of righteousness. Satan is going to do what he must to do that. He wants us to be classified by this world. He wants us to become obsessed with the things that God has given us. He is our enemy. Unbelievers, non-believers, people who aren't like us, people who you may not identify with, even people who don't put their faith and their trust in God are not our enemies. They are created in the image of God just like you are. We just can't get distracted by that. We can't let that rule over our lives. And we must remember that when we're in this world, when we, are, when we are surrounded by all of these things, when we're surrounded by, by sin and by temptations and desires, the true enemy behind all that is Satan. And so I know I got kind of carried away on that, but coming back to our, our main point, you know, being in the world, it can mean 
experiencing and you know enjoying the world the way God intended. That's what being in the world means. You know, Jesus didn't cut every single little thing out of his life. He still traveled around and he still um, visited different places. But at the end of the day, he wasn't defined by the cultures. He wasn't defined by the trends that were going on in whatever city he visited. But what he did at the end of every single day was spread the love of the Father, the one who sent him. Jesus did not let the things of this world, he did not let anything that tempted him take away from where his citizenship truly lies. And that's exactly what we have to do. That's exactly what we have to prioritize too. No matter what we get interested in, no matter what we enjoy or any hobbies or anything like that, we cannot let it take away from where our citizenship truly lies, which is in heaven. You know, when we accept Christ and we are engrafted into the body of Christ, we not only have a specific and meaningful place in the body of Christ, in the church as a universal church, but we are also created as become citizens of heaven. We become children of God. You know, your favorite hobby or pastime or whatever it may be, watching movies, spending time with friends. You know, I love to spend time with friends. I love it almost more than anything, and but that should never take away from genuine communion with the God of the whole universe. You know, and even then, it's possible for us to to open our Bibles a few times a week. It's possible for us to pray every now and then and make it seem like we are having this genuine communion with God and still be classified of this world. Because even though we may be just opening our Bibles and doing so, it could be so just as a a checklist, you know, it could just be to check an item off our list. You know, how many times am am I even guilty of that in my own life? Where I have my Bible reading plan, or I'm reading through a certain book in the Bible, and I just open my Bible up and get it done with the day, and go on to what I actually want to do for that day, you know? But I think it's so important for us to have some perspective when we are spending time with God in these ways. You know, we need to realize that that this book that was given to us, this, this Bible that was given to us, is a miraculously inspired and preserved book. You know, this is, this the Bible, Scripture, is God's revelation in word to mankind. It is God's story, God's redemptive story of how man was fallen, how we desperately needed a Savior, how he gave that to us, and where we're going in the future. You know, that's awesome. It is, it is God's word given to us. And I forget exactly who said this quote, but somebody once said that the Bible is the one book that when you read it, the author shows up. The Bible is the one book that when you read it, the author shows up. When we are engaging in authentic relationship and time reading our scripture, God shows up. You know, the Holy Spirit guides us and illuminates the scripture so we can understand it and so we can be better servants of God. And then also that in that aspect and spending time with God in prayer, we also need to have some perspective. And I know this is something that's really helped me a lot in my own prayer life and, and to overcome different obstacles because it is it is just so easy, even if you are uh, a born-again believer of, you know, five plus years, ten years, whatever it may be, it is so easy to just bow your head down and pray and not feel anything. 
you know, and to, and to just be guided by like, oh man, I really just feel like I'm praying to a wall right now, or I'm praying to my ceiling, or I'm just talking to nothing. It is so easy to feel like that. And trust me, if you have felt like that, you are not alone by, by any means. But what we must realize is when we bow our heads or fold our hands or get down on our knees or just say a little prayer in our head as we're going to work or whatever it may be, when we're doing that, because of Christ's sacrifice for us, because Christ is advocating at the right hand of the throne for us, we are entering the throne room of God. We're in the throne room of heaven communing with the God of the whole universe. All because God decided to take on flesh, come down to earth, and sacrifice his life for each and every one of us. You know, reading our Bible and, and praying can seem like such uh, a menial task and seem like such um, such a boring thing to do. And that can, especially when we can compare it to the excitement of, uh, of what this world seems to have to offer. When we look into it deeper, when we really understand what reading scripture is, when we really understand what praying is, we begin to realize that it's so much more than that. And being able to commune with the the person who split the Red Seas, being able to commune with the being that created the, the stars and the entire galaxy, being able to do that is is a privilege beyond any measure. I mean... When you put it like that, doesn't it sound pretty exciting? I mean, that is just a beautiful thing, and that is what God has given to us. God has given us the means to access him and to have a communion with him. And so being in the world means we are able to enjoy these things, but it doesn't let it take over or take precedence over our time with God and our genuine time spent with the Father. Living of the world stops when we have an authentic relationship with God and and our want to be with God supersedes any want or desire of this world. And so as I'm I'm just kind of wrapping this up of what it means to be in the world but not of it, I want to ask everybody who's listening, are are you of the world? You know, if if you died right now, would you join the Father with a familiar citizenship in heaven? Or does the way you live right now reflect a different citizenship for your eternity? Paul says that we are citizens of heaven. When we are engrafted into the body of Christ, we are citizens of heaven. That is our home. That is our eternal home. We are able to spend time with the God of the whole universe, to spend, have an authentic relationship, an authentic and a personal relationship with the God of the universe who truly and deeply loves and knows every single person. So don't let the things of this world distract you. Don't be defined by the things on this planet. There's a difference of what it means to be in the world and not of it. We are called to be in it and not be classified of it. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Um, If you guys enjoyed, I would love to hear some feedback. Um, You can DM me on my Instagram. And yeah, like I said, this is a podcast that I'm I'm really excited about, really looking forward to. And um, if you guys have any any ideas on um, podcast topics, 
uh, ideas, issues, or things that would be cool to talk about or people have on for it. I would love to hear about them. But yeah, if you made it this far, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, Take care. God bless. Thank you.